You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 34. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the pride of PlayStation, Sean, Babiak, Sean. I'm about to just destroy every piece of equipment in here because nothing works again. Another week of problems. Do it. But hey, real quick, we we have a news item that I'll add at the end that I just saw. That's kind of important. That's not good. Uh, Last minute Uh, addition. Yeah, Xbox is officially going bankrupt and they're no longer going to do anything yeah that's definitely not true anyways thank you to everyone (laughs) and thank you to everyone watching live and participating in the chat just as a reminder we are live each and every week on youtube just search podcast pxn and you will find us on there the topic of the show this week is the newly announced assassin's creed valhalla and man does that game sound awesome But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. The first item on the PXN News of the Week is Nintendo has delayed their normal E3 Direct that they do. Uh, So normally they do this Direct like usually right before E3 starts. Uh, Actually, usually it's the first day of E3 uh, that they do it, and uh, apparently they're delaying it this year um, until later in the summer uh, in order to deliver us uh, the 27 Mario games that they're going to release this year. That's what I'm... I mean, obviously, we're just assuming it's all corona-affected, just like everything in the world at this point. Uh, but, yeah, my guess is they're looking to do some sort of massive announcement with Mario, because like we've said many times, they're going to have to do something to compete with both consoles in the fall. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, moving on to our next news story, uh, this is a, a few news stories kind of combined into one. Uh, so The Last of Us Part Two has a release date of June 19th. Uh, so finally it has a release date. It was pushed back about a month or so. It was originally scheduled for May release. Uh, it's a lot better than I anticipated. Yeah, for sure. I, when they said indefinitely delayed, I think a lot of people were thinking like, three four five months maybe even and like we were even talking about or i was talking about like uh launching it with ps5 in in the fall so that was me not you don't take credit for that no i said that too (laughs) i said it too you agreed i I agreed yes but uh yeah i it's definitely a lot sooner than what we thought i didn't expect it to just be one month is kind of uh at that point, it's kind of anticlimactic. Like, why even, like, say, indefinitely delayed? Unless they were just uncertain about, like, cir- circumstances and what was going on in the world. Well, I guess with everything now, in my opinion, prematurely opening up, I guess that's kind of why they're thinking that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, well, I agree. I wish I wish it would have been not indefinitely at least like just just push it back an actual month i would have been fine if they would even said like after another month they'd be like look guys things haven't gotten better in the world we're gonna go another month okay completely understand because we have no idea what the hell's going on in this new world that we're in yeah for sure uh 
Friend of the show, Roro, has entered the chat and says, yay. Thank you for joining us, Roro. Uh, make sure, if you want to add anything to the show, make sure you put it in the chat. We'll uh, talk about it as well. Uh, really appreciate you coming out and uh, seeing this dumpster fire that we had this this afternoon with uh, the start of the show. Uh, not good. It's an accurate representation of what we do. Yeah, that's not true. It normally works flawlessly. <laughs> There's only problems like once every month or something, you know? I, I do my best, okay? <laughs> uh, so the the next piece of The Last of Us, so The Last of Us 2 also has a 100 gigabyte download for the game, at least a 100 gigabyte download. So obviously this is a huge game. I think this is kind of the standard at this point uh, in the generation that pretty much all games are going to be this big in size, like, uh, I think Call of Duty is like 150 gigs or something crazy when they added Warzone. Uh, so, like, pretty much any game nowadays is, is that large in size. So, I don't think that's too big of a surprise. But Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Red Dead Redemption were both on two discs. Yeah. So, we're, we're at that point in this generation where that's going to happen. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and the last thing that I wanted to talk about with The Last of Us Part Two, so <laughs> I'm about to be a downer at this point in the episode. <laughs> so because you hate I, Sony, that's not true at all. <laughs> I am literally probably one of the biggest Naughty Dog fans in the world, and I—that's I, not to say that like they can't do any wrong or whatever, because. Uncharted Lost Legacy I wasn't as big on as the mainline Uncharted games uh, 1 through 4 but uh, you kind of have this expectation with Naughty Dog that everything that they make is going to be this masterful experience so I'm going to preface this with saying everything I'm about to say is um, is sort of a leak but it's not really it's more it's confirmed information because it's from a it's from a uh, a uh, whatchamacallit developer, a developer that was fired. What do you call that uh, when someone's upset about their company? Disgruntled employee. Disgruntled employee, thank you. Disgruntled employee from uh, Naughty Dog had basically released all of the cutscenes for The Last of Us Part Two, and uh, a bunch of people put together the screenshots of everything that uh, showed up in those uh, leaked cinematics and put together everything that happens in those cinematics. And uh, so I was doing my best, as well as one of my friends, Ian, uh, was doing our best to uh, kind of keep our blinders on, so to speak, uh, so that we wouldn't have things ruined for us. Um, but the unfortunate thing is, this morning, uh, my friend, uh, Ian, he is... He is by far a bigger uh, Naughty Dog and PlayStation fan than I am. He's a hundred times more more of a fan than I am, I'd say. And I, I really love Naughty Dog, obviously. But he got something <laughs> ruined for him this morning. And I'm going to be very vague. I'm not going to talk about spoilers in case anyone wants to experience it or whatever. But to be very vague, he was talking about how someone retweeted something on his feed and he saw it and he was like, uh, is that real? Like, that can't be real. So then he looked it up and found all of the information and found it was real. And essentially what Naughty Dog is doing with the story of Last of Us 2, 
neither of us, not neither of us as in Sean, because Sean doesn't, I'm, I'm not telling Sean about it because he wants to experience that, but me and Ian both think this is an absolutely detrimental thing for Naughty Dog and for The Last of Us. And I know that's such a big statement to say, especially when the game isn't out yet, but when you find out the things that they're doing with The Last of Us Part Two's story, it makes me very, very upset about it. Like, very upset. The things they have done in Last of Us Part 1 just feel, you know, uh, betrayed by what they're doing with Last of Us Part 2, if that makes sense. Uh, obviously, I'm being very vague because I don't want to ruin anything for anyone that doesn't want it ruined, but I, if you are... If you're on the fence about The Last of Us Part Two, you may want to look into this because if you're a little bit of a fan of the original or whatever, but even if you're a hardcore fan like myself and Ian, we are hardcore fans of The Last of Us. We both love the first game. It, this, this is a very, very sad thing to see, in, in my opinion, and maybe that won't be shared with everyone, but I really think this, this game is going to be very, very divisive and may have more negative than positive uh, in terms of the story. Uh, Roro says, the, the leak broke my heart, spoiled myself, and I didn't even mean to. I'm curious, what do you think about the spoiler itself, Roro? Uh, try not to like talk about specifics, but like, what do you like what, they, uh, what was um, basically shown uh, from the story, or, or are you kind of like against it like us? Uh, Sean, I don't know if you... You obviously don't know about the leak, so I don't know if you want to pipe in or anything. Um, I'm not against anything yet until, obviously, I play it and determine everything. I mean, I've been on record. I've only ever played The Last of Us once because that was my singular experience. Um, now, I have gone back, like I said. I am actually planning on this weekend starting God of War again because I yep. really do want to experience that again. Um, but Last of Us, it has been almost impossible for me to jump in uh, for a second part, except for obviously uh, the Left Behind DLC. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll play it and I'll see. I appreciate you not going into any spoilers. Yeah. Uh, for myself and our audience, but I'll wait for my judgment on pretty much June nineteenth, more or less. So I'm just uh, to see what I like. I'm just curious what what um. How can I put it? What are the things that you like most about The Last of Us? Like, what are your favorite moments from The Last of Us? Like, uh, my first favorite moment, and it's gonna sound weird, is the story of is it Icarus or Ichabeth or I can't remember who it is. It starts with an I, I think. But it's like when you go into the sewer mm -hmm. um, and find this like colony that kind of sprouted up. And you see that it got overrun and all this stuff. Um, but you you never meet anybody in there. But you find all these letters from this guy that's been basically dealing with this for however many months. And you find out more and more about the story. So I really love the story aspect of not necessarily what's happening in the cutscenes, but what's happening off on the side. Yeah, um, That was something that always jumped out to me. And then obviously the it has the stress of old Resident Evil games uh, without the hiccup of uh, gameplay. So, like, no tank controls, obviously. But you are constantly like, okay, shit, how do I go about this whole 
area. I have two mm-hmm. clickers. I have three walkers. Um, okay, so I need to craft a bomb, throw from here, run over to there. So it's just the dichotomy of how you have to separate your time plus what you're going to be making along the way. Yeah. And honestly, the humanity sure. of it is just insane because I think you would agree the most gruesome part of that was never the actual clickers. No. It was the humans. The humans, Like, yeah. Joel wrecked the humans. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, Roro, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit of the end of this. I was reading it while you were talking just so that I don't spoil anything. But uh, Roro says, I'm not sure if I've seen everything, but I agree I'm going to play and decide then. The spoilers didn't make me angry per se, but I was upset about certain decisions that were made, uh, which that's my best way to make that vague because he little he went a little bit more specific i don't want to go that far uh i don't think i'm upset for the same reasons others are i would say okay yeah totally um but yeah that and this probably wouldn't be a story if it wasn't for the fact that it got delayed oh yeah that's true but i'm not sure if i had found to be honest if i had bought the game for at launch because i'm I'm seriously thinking about canceling it. My friend Ian did cancel his pre-order, and he had an Ellie edition pre-ordered already. He canceled it. I have a collector's edition, a regular collector's edition pre-ordered, and I'm thinking heavily about canceling it at this point and not even playing the game because it is so significant in my in my head. That's just what I'm thinking. But I, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I w- I would probably have been more upset if I had paid full price for the game and made it to the point that you know in the story that I'm talking about where they kind of just go against everything they did in the first game so to speak so i i'm glad that this happened and this came out uh because obviously you don't want to see de- uh, you don't want to see disgruntled developers come out and leak games like this it's not really a good standard to see but for me to see this ahead of time in this situation i'm okay with it because of the circumstances and maybe saving me from a lot of anger. I mean, this let's just be clear. This dude that leaked it, he is yeah. screwed for life. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's not going to get another job in the industry. I don't think. I mean, um, he'll probably go to jail. Yeah, maybe. Um, but anyways, that's enough of the last of us. We spent a ton of time on that. Uh, Moving on, more Sony news. Ghost of Tsushima has a new release date of July 17th. So uh, that's actually coming a lot sooner than we expected as well. So that's kind of good for Sony to kind of get their one-two punch, their final two games of this generation that are exclusive. Um, So that's kind of good. Good news. Yeah, I mean, I'm more and more closer to... I've been watching some videos and I'm getting, getting pretty good as far as more adapt to wanting to buy it day one um obviously you and i both have a lot of faith in sucker punch uh so i i don't think they're gonna do us any wrong with that it's just i've already played neo 2 and then i played uh uh sakura shadows shadows die twice last year so it's just a little too much samurai fatigue but it looks different enough that i at least want to jump into it i agree i agree completely uh it'll be interesting to see uh, now with that, all of this happening, and yes, Roro, uh, I think that if the reviews are bad, that would definitely be an indication of me not wanting to play Last of Us 2, but uh, 
again ahead of time even before that now that i know the story like i'm thinking about not getting it in general but uh speaking about ghost of tsushima that the fact that last of us 2 is making me so cautious about it uh makes me kind of more anticipating ghost of tsushima for uh sony instead and that's kind of a weird position because not even like literally a, a week ago or a day ago i was like Last of Us Part Two was one of my most anticipated games of this year. So now Ghost of Tsushima, maybe I have to try to fill that, uh, you know, desire for for PlayStation there. But uh, again, it'll be interesting. It'll it'll definitely. I'm definitely interested to see what reviewers say about that. Um, moving on, this is more uh, your speed. Uh, the Outsiders have canceled Darkborn, which you were talking to me a little bit about this game. Um, yeah, so this game, it was, if I remember right, it was like, I don't know if it was an IGN first, or it was definitely premiered on IGN, but it's like this first-person horror game where you actually play the monster hiding these Vikings, um, and it looked really interesting. Uh, I, I can't remember if they said it was supposed to be coming to Xbox or PlayStation. Um, it probably was, just like everything, mostly these days. Yeah. But yeah, they uh, we haven't heard anything since last April. And today it got announced, or maybe it was yesterday, that uh, pretty much it got canceled. Yep. So check out the screenshots if you want. There was a trailer that premiered last year, too. Um, it was a really interesting concept, I thought, because you start out as a cub of a monster, basically. Almost like you kind of look like a lichen or a werewolf. Um, yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see your growth um, as a character from childhood to adult. Uh, but, yeah, that's unfortunately no longer yeah for and sure. they haven't announced any other thing they just said that they're canceling it to focus on other projects more or less yeah uh, from what you told me i i didn't really see a whole lot about it but from what you told me it sound sounded like it would have been interesting so um moving on this is an interesting story i thought uh michael mando who's the voice actor of the villain Voss from far cry 3 has hinted at a return to his role uh in the series so that's interesting because it's been what i don't know f what six seven eight years since far cry 3 i don't even remember when it came out 2013 maybe 2012 it was it wasn't this gen it was last gen yeah yep correct uh, uh so probably like 2011 2012 gotcha 2012 yep yeah so this, in my opinion, Voss was one of the best villains of the entire Far Cry series. Uh, I thought Troy Baker's villain in Far Cry 4 was okay, but uh, definitely didn't uh, come close to Voss. And the Far Cry 5 villain was kind of just like a uh, cult leader, essentially. So uh, Voss just seemed like very interesting, and like he just had these crazy tendencies. Like he you know he said have i ever told you the definition of insanity and then he goes into a spiel but like really good i would be all for a return for a uh, voss what about you yeah i uh, i have never played a far cry game That's oh my gosh are you kidding so, uh well technically i have uh but it was a dlc and it was standalone the blood dragon oh blood for... dragon yeah, I think Far that was Cry actually 3. Far Cry 3. Yeah, it was. Um, and that was neat because the neon stuff, but you know I'm not huge into FPSs, so wasn't yeah. it's not my cup of tea. Gotcha. 
moving on, speaking of FPSs, that was a good segue there. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone cheaters are being punished by matching up with one another in matchmaking. So I thought this was hilarious, and it's not the first time we, that we've seen this happen before. Uh, Rockstar, if you remember when um, Max Payne 3 came out, the multiplayer mode on there, Rockstar threw all cheaters into one lobby and essentially made them fight against each other the same way. So I think this is hilarious, and I think more developers should do this just to troll them. Like, don't ban them. Just put them in their own lobby with themselves and basically let the best aimbot win. Like... Oh, I, I agree with you. I, I think that's the appropriate way to deal with these trolls, basically, that take advantage of online games. Yep. Agreed. Because, what? I mean, it's just pointless to cheat. I mean, dude, it's an online game. Calm yeah. down. Exactly. There's no point to cheat. Roro says, laughing out loud, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it is awesome. It's. I wish more people would do that. That's so freaking hilarious. Um, moving on, WWE 2K21 has been officially canceled. Uh, so obviously 2K20 did not get reviewed very well, and it apparently uh, had very bad performance issues, which I know a lot of reviewers were discussing. Uh, yeah, I mean, when your Switch port is on par with the rest of your ports, not that's good. not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, not good at all. It kind of reminds me of uh, EA canceling the NBA um, NBA Live games because they had a lot of problems and visual problems and technical problems, and kind of reminds me of that. And uh, except coming from the two K side this time, kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the WWE games. I remember playing them. I think on my N64. Yeah, back when I was like into that stuff, but I don't know anymore that stuff. It never, it doesn't interest me at, at all. Yeah, but I know same. it sells incredibly well. Yeah, it really does. Uh, same, same there though. Uh, I used to play back in the day, but not anymore. Uh, another great story: Cyberpunk 2077 has joined the IGN Summer of Gaming event lineup. So. Uh, the IGN Summer of Gaming event is uh, that event that essentially is uh, like a replacement, so to speak, of E3 uh, that IGN is hosting, and Cyberpunk has been confirmed for attendance. So that is exciting. That might be our you know big last look at Cyberpunk before the game launches in September. Yeah, that's kind of my guess. Is I now this is where I wanted to put in that uh my news that i just saw is that gdc has been confirmed to be all digital this mm. year mm. um yeah so that would make sense that either this or that is going to be the last hurrah before the release of cyberpunk 2077 yeah for sure yeah because uh normally uh uh wait gdc or gamescom uh i can't remember i thought it was G Maybe GDC. It, it might be GDC because they originally GDC was originally uh, supposed to be in March is their normal timeline, but then they had to delay it, so it might be GDC. Sorry, you're right. I I did get confused, uh, oh. but it is GDC has now been it's fully digital. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, so but we won't right. uh, we wouldn't see that obviously there anyways. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That's definitely definitely interesting. Um. 
Moving on, DICE, uh, who's the developer of Battlefield and Battlefront, has confirmed that a new Battlefield game is coming in 2021, uh, and Battlefront 2, maybe as a whole, is coming to an end. So this is interesting because uh, Battlefront 2 is getting one more DLC pack, and then essentially they're not supporting it anymore. They've done a really good job of taking Battlefront 2 that was released two years ago from the microtransaction hell that it originally was to actually a pretty good game now. Uh, They've really done a really good job and added a lot of content to that game. You have to commend them for that. Yes, it launched terribly, but they've really made an effort to come back uh, as strong as possible. But the interesting thing about this is, I say maybe as a whole it may be coming to an end because uh, EA Star Wars license is running out soon. Uh, they have till 2023, and there is a report out there right now that says no Star Wars game in 2020. 2021 will be EA Motives Star Wars game, which is rumored to be like a um, uh, some kind of flight squadron game, sort of. Uh, and then the, they're saying 2022 is the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel, and then 2023 their license runs out. So apparently there's no plans right now for a Battlefront 3. Now, that could change if if EA ends up extending their deal with Lucasfilm, but at this point I kind of doubt that Lucasfilm's going to want to do that. Slash they won't, yeah. Yeah, so this could be the end of Battlefront as, as we know it, uh, which is ironic that <laughs> we only get two Battlefront games again, like the second time that's happened. So I know EA obviously is the Battlefront people, but do they own that name for it? Uh, uh, because it's Star Wars licensed, or is basically Disney allowed to shop it somewhere else? That's a good question. Uh, I know EA originally published the original Battlefronts, so yeah. I would think that EA owns the rights to Battlefront, but obviously they don't own the rights to Star Wars, so they probably wouldn't be able to use Battlefront without permission from EA. That's just my guess, though. Yeah, I was going to say, it might be probably a murky thing to fit in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A new Battlefield, I'm all for that if they can do a a nice new Battlefield, maybe in modern times since we had the last two Battlefields have been World War I and World War II. Yeah, I mean, and they, I mean, Dice hasn't like a hundred percent jumped into the uh, battle royale market now. Technically, EA as a company doesn't need to because yet again, Apex Legends is just killing it. Well, um, actually, their new hero just got announced today. Yeah, uh, Lobo, but like it, and I think too, not to disconnect this, but uh, they even announced that there's they're hiring for next gen basically a release of apex 2 well the fact that you just said that just tells ea everything they need to know because battlefield 5 actually does have a battle royale mode (laughs) so oh that fire one right firestorm yeah but the fact that you the fact that you said that that just that proves that you know they have no ground in the battle battle uh royale genre because like they have no mind share Yeah, they have <laughs> no funny. mind share right now. So, I mean, you're totally right that they have to create something, you know, uh, more meaningful in that regard if they want to compete in that space. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
moving on to Xbox, Xbox Game Pass has announced that they have officially hit 10 million subscribers. Uh, I think we were talking about this a few weeks ago, curious about how many subscribers they have. So it's interesting to get an actual number of how many subscribers that is. Uh, they First also... number we've ever heard from Microsoft in how many years? Yeah, exactly. Because they obviously they're, they've been in second, and you typically you don't announce numbers if you're in second place. Uh, no, but we both agree it's not like it's a bad second place either. Yeah, they're still doing fine. Um, but they also announced Xbox Live has 90 million active users, which is an insane number. Uh, they said that a lot of that was like, um, with this whole situation going on right now, a lot of people are playing uh, more games online, so that definitely contributes to that number as well. Uh, they also announced that xCloud has hundreds of thousands. They didn't pinpoint an exact number, but they said hundreds of thousands of active users on xCloud in their preview program right now. Obviously, it's still in preview uh, on iOS and Android, but uh, obviously, and moving forward, xCloud is definitely not something that's going to uh, generate all the revenue that's obviously game pass but it's a nice feature to have if you want to have that option yeah i would agree um and then moving on to our last news story of the week uh xbox series x gameplay reveal is coming next week on inside xbox may 7th at 11 a.m with third-party game showcase so uh, this is actually we may we may think about we could talk about this later, but we may think about doing the show next Thursday as well because that would be Thursday that they do that, so that way we can you know talk about that rather than waiting a whole week to talk about that. Uh, but this is supposed to have all third party games. So they re- they first announced it, and I was like, yes, maybe we'll get Halo Sorry. like that leak said, and we'll get that first, and then that, and then we'll get more stuff later. But Nope, this is just a third-party game showcase. That's why I'm not that excited for it. I'm, I'm excited for it, don't get me wrong. I want to see what the next-gen looks like, but give me Halo Infinite. <laughs> so they did also say that there is another event coming for Xbox Game Studios games that is essentially replacing their E3 event, and that's uh, coming in June. So very excited for that event, and I need it now. Uh, one... Sorry, I, I just got a call, so it cut off my audio. No, um, you're good. Two, I actually am hopeful that, one, we're going to see a little bit more of the game we're about to talk about uh, with this whole thing, because obviously Xbox Series X was the one that was in front of the logo for the uh, game. Yep. So it looks like Ubisoft's partnership with Assassin's Creed is going to continue in the next gen mm-hmm. uh, for everything. Yep. Um, and then three, I am hoping that whatever they're going to showcase is going to basically get me on board with a series X pre-order more or less. Yeah. Cause like I said last week, I am very much now there, but I need something to cross the line. If that makes sense. The interesting thing is, are they going to announce the price at that event? Or are they going to wait till their first party event to do that? Because I think, first party because i think price comes with pre-orders i think it's too early to do pre-orders yeah which that's interesting because uh jason schreier actually responded to someone on twitter and at bloomberg 
No, no. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but he, re- he responded to someone on Twitter who asked uh, something like, uh, when's PlayStation or something like that? And he said, sometime very soon. So people are speculating that, obviously, that Sony event may take place between the two Xbox events. And if that's the case, Sony may announce the price in, in between the two. And if Microsoft doesn't announce the price until their first-party event they have time to react to Sony's event. However, if they if they announce the price at their first event, they, they don't have that luxury. So it's definitely, it's interesting to see all the pieces line up and see like how it all comes together. Uh, I'm very interested to see this whole console race to see what happens. I, I personally don't believe either one will announce a price just yet. Oh, um, you I don't do think it's th- coming. You don't no, think they'll I, announce it? Not yet. Because I think they have to. I think they're waiting until they know fully what's going to happen this fall. Uh, given that one, we don't know. The country is obviously still on its way to open up, and right. we're not being smart about it. So it's how do you? There's obviously a giant prediction and almost a guarantee that we're going to have a second round of COVID nineteen. Okay, so if that's the case, what does a console launch look like? Because as you know, a lot of people's gaming memories are like waiting in line or getting their console like at a GameStop or a Best Buy or something like that. Or now I know waiting for it like from an Amazon shipment or something like that. So that's a lot of people's memories as far as their first console day. Sure. Absolutely. So it, I, I, think, I think it's coming, but I do not believe we're going to get any console pricing until at the earliest June when E3 would have been around, if not July. Which, I mean, Sony could have their event in June. So let's just say for hypothetical reasons, if if Sony announces their event for June 2nd, you think that they'll announce the price at that event? Uh, possibly. I still think it's too early, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, I guess if the console comes out in the beginning of February, maybe not. I, I'm just looking at it from, I guess, a pre-order standpoint. Like, I, I need to like look it up, but I'm wondering when pre-orders went live for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, for Xbox One, I know it was E3 because that's when they announced price point, and then they opened up pre pre-orders right after E3. So I don't I don't remember if it was the same for PS4. I think it was the same for PS4 because they announced their price on uh, their stage as well because of the whole 399, 499 thing. Uh, Roro says things are heating up. I was worried about all this virus stuff, but I'm excited again. Amazon shipment parties with families only. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, at that point. True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I just think that they have to announce their prices in, in June because if they don't, then when are they going to wait? There's not like another event coming up that they could wait for unless you maybe Gamescom, but that seems late because um, Gamescom is having an all-digital event, uh, but that just seems very late, in my opinion. Either that, or they're seeing a lot of success with Inside Xbox and State of Play, uh, which I don't think either company is, as yeah. opposed to, an, because, like, E3 press conference puts you in mainstream media. Right. Um, so, even though I think Bloomberg will obviously cover it, uh, but... I, I don't know. I, I would be very shocked if we get a price hmm. on those, but I could be wrong. I'm good with being wrong. 
right <laughs> just so we could figure it out and i yeah. mean I, at this point i know you and i as uh, specifically not just uh friends before but we're like gamer friends so yeah. i know just like you had my back with the snes if we figure it out uh, like we said before pre-order it immediately just oh, to yeah. help each yeah. other out because who knows what's going to happen with this whole thing Oh, yeah. I'll totally buy four copies of the PS5 and Xbox Series X and sell them to you for about $1,000 a piece. Okay. I wish you luck. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you're those, like, brothers in Tennessee that hoarded, like, $18,000 of oh, hand sanitizer. Toilet, <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the toilet paper, ho- toilet paper holder. I can't say it. Toilet paper hoarders. Uh <laughs> Anyways, we're moving on to the games we are playing. So I have one new game that I'm playing uh, this week that I kind of jumped back in with a friend. Uh, I was playing Rust on PC. Um, so it's a lot very of PC for you recently. I know it's. I'm basically a PC gamer now. Apparently, you disgust uh, me. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, Rust. It's it's actually you know there's things that I found that i i remembered why i didn't like it the first time i played it and then there's things that i like uh the first time i played it, i played by myself so it's a very different experience playing by yourself i don't recommend playing rust by yourself it's not the type of game to play by yourself uh it's a very monotonous game uh there's a lot of you have to collect resources and build shelters and um you know build weapons and build everything you literally start from nothing and you have nothing you have no clothes no weapons nothing and so uh the game's actually a lot of fun when you have friends to play with uh it's just it can get tedious at times and running across the map it it can take a long time to run across that map um so there's definitely uh some negatives there but for the most part having some fun with rust so that's all i got yeah um so similar to you i i will talk about final fantasy 7 again when i beat it um but the messenger um it was an indie game that came out maybe two years ago i think it was i think it was in 20 yeah are you still there sean sorry yeah i just got another call oh okay Um, i'm i'm actually gonna have to step off just for a second here in a second um but um the messenger it's a awesome indie game uh it's basically like a ninja gaiden but 10 times better uh where you travel between time and how they work with time travel is in the beginning you start out in 8-bit and then when you time travel you're in 16-bit oh wow Uh, so it's a really cool color palette uh the story pokes fun of itself as being a game like they make mention in the very first time you go to a shopkeeper they call you uh, like Dave Gaiden, and your character's like, "What do you mean?" And the shopkeeper's like, "Some gamers will get this. I guess you just won't be one of them." Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's very funny with the stuff and the action is awesome. I I love that game, and I I played it before, but I always wanted a hundred percent it, and that's what I just did. Oh wow, awesome! Uh, so I'll so I'll just start us into the topic of the show. I was gonna say just, I'll yeah. be right back. Sorry yeah. about that. No, you're good. Um, so moving on into the topic of the show, uh, our topic of the show this week is Assassin's Creed Valhalla that is freshly announced as of this morning. So, um, 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla looks really, really good so far. Oh, Roro, before we do the topic of the show, Roro says, I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on the final chapter now, and of course, Animal Crossing. Awesome. I know Sean. Uh, Sean's talking about that he was playing Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake. Uh, I've never played any of the Final Fantasy games, so I really wouldn't be a good person to talk about with, with that, but Sean's been playing that as well uh, the last two weeks uh and then animal crossing i've heard a lot of good things about animal crossing but i literally i just for whatever reason never got into animal crossing it just seems very i don't know uh tedious i guess you could call it that i i don't know if i would have the patience for that uh so to speak but yeah i'm back Uh, my apologies yeah you're good i was just talking about roro said he was playing final fantasy 7 remake and uh animal crossing so i was commenting on that first um I still can't do it, man. I still can't do yeah. it. Good for you, Roro, but I still can't do it. Yeah, it's just very. It, fe- it feels tedious to do uh, Animal Crossing for me personally, but I totally get the uh, allure to it. Um, but, a coworker uh, of ours, our former coworker of yours, Will, uh, still plays that every day when he comes inside uh, oh, to really? work. Yeah, oh, and I gosh. just I I've watched him play it just to kind of you know get a little bit of experience with it. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I don't know. It just you remember back in the day, Facebook had that far Farmville. Yes, that's yes. what it just feels like to me. I guess. Yeah, which I get it. People, uh, it's something to like, you know, turn on every day and like check back into. I I totally get it. Um, but anyways, back to our uh, topic of the show: Assassin's Creed Valhalla just announced this morning. Uh, obviously, we're getting gameplay tra- uh, trailers for this next week during the Xbox Showcase on Thursday. Um, but they gave us. Have they confirmed? Yes, yes, that's confirmed. Okay, good. Thank yep. God. Uh, we are getting a. Today we got a, a CG reveal trailer, uh, which is like four minutes long. It is a beefy trailer, and I really, really like what I've seen from it. Um, Roro says I totally played Farmville. You, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Assassin's Creed looks great. Yeah, it totally does. Uh, Valhalla looks amazing. Uh, obviously, this is all CG stuff, but uh, everything, all the like, all the um, you know features and everything that people are talking about with this game, it sounds awesome. So some of the things that people are talking about, uh, it's it's got the main character named Eivor. I don't know if I'm mispronouncing that or not, but you can play as male or female in in the game, which is awesome. Uh, continuing from Odyssey, uh, did Origins didn't have that right? It was just Bayek, right? Uh, you did play as his wife occasionally. Gotcha. If you remember that? Gotcha. Uh, there's only in a handful of missions, though. It was more towards the latter part of the game. Yeah. So, but uh, for the full game, this is the second game in a row where you can choose male or female. So that's awesome. I I love that. Um, it also has a focus on building your Viking settlement, which some people compared compared that to like your Normandy and Mass Effect or uh, something of that nature, or even your like villa from Assassin's Creed. Uh, Thank God, that was one of the most fun parts of that game. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, Assassin's, it's Assassin's Creed Two when you first start doing that. Is it two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because your villa gets destroyed as soon as uh, Brotherhood starts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because the cannon comes through while you're yep. with your woman. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that that sounds really awesome kind of going back to um, you know back to the roots on that 
Uh, it also says it features Scandinavia, Norway, and Britain. So quite a diverse landscape there. That's pretty cool. Uh, we kind of got the same thing with the Ezio trilogy. We got a lot of diverse locations there, which which made Assassin's Creed 2 so striking when you played it the first time. Um, gear is customizable and beards and tattoos. So that's interesting. More seems like more customization for your character. So you can kind of create them however you want them to look. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, that's one of my favorite parts about games where you can just customize stuff. You can customize your characters, customize your, you know, appearances, customize everything. I love that kind of stuff. Depending. Some of them are a little too intimidating. I talked about Neo 2 when that came out. Uh, that was very intimidating to customize my own because of how much detail you could go. And I'm just like, I'm going to be wearing armor to like yeah. cover all this up. What do I need this for? Yeah, that's very true. Uh, <laughs> and then they also said that the, the, uh, Raven is your animal companion. So sim similar to the, uh, bird in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, correct? Yeah, you had a hawk in Odyssey and an eagle in Origins. Origins, yeah. So similar to that, you'll have a raven in this game. So I'm sure it'll be a very similar thing where you can mark enemies and stuff like that, plan your approach. Uh, they did say it's single-player game only. Uh, so that kind of squashes the rumors that there was maybe some multiplayer involved, uh, bringing some ideas from Unity. So that's kind of a little disappointing to me because I actually really liked the Unity missions. It's just Unity as a whole was a little bit of a mess. But Well, and I, like, I, I talked about the story before about how my cri friend Chris only bought Assassin's Creed because of the multiplayer games when yeah. those were or multiplayer matches. Oh, yeah. And I know this series has so much diverged from that type of even gameplay, uh, but that still would have been nice to see something similar to that because that was such a unique experience. Yeah, or even the co-op from Unity where you they build these missions specifically for uh, multiple people. Uh, that's I thought that was really cool when they did that for Unity. Um, but... Anyways, uh, they also, uh, let's see, you play standard, they have multiple editions of the game on Ubisoft's standard uh, tradition. They have a regular edition, gold edition, ultimate edition, and collector's edition. Uh, so that's a little bit, uh, a little bit. So I assume killer. you got the uh, collector's edition. I haven't gotten anything yet, but I may, I'm, yeah, to add to I my Assassin's Creed wall. I was going to say, you have every single Ultimate Edition. Why wouldn't you get this one just to yeah. complete it? I, I, do I have every one? I may. Except for the first one. Yeah, I don't think they had one for the first one. I, yeah, I doubt it because back then that wasn't really a thing. Right. Um, yeah. I did actually go ahead and pre-order the gold. You did? Um, okay. I normally do. Yeah, it always has like a steel book and it always comes with the season pass. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, this is going to be... Um, a season pass that I think is going to be one that you want to get. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because nothing's been announced and this is just the feeling, but you remember that um, for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, they gave you Assassin's Creed three for the season pass. Yes. The remastered version. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is not as bad as everyone always says it is. I hate that it gets so much crap. I would say it is one of the weakest ones, but it's not as awful as everyone likes to pretend that it is. Yeah, um, it's definitely my least I, favorite. <laughs> I would agree, but it's it's saying that it's like your least favorite in a series you loved. 
Yeah. More or less. True. Um, but my feeling is that the season pass might come with a remastered version of either the very first one, which I could see, or possibly Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which is the best mm, one in my opinion. That would be good. Yes, yes, yes. The only reason why I would say they wouldn't do Black Flag is it seems like this game's doing a lot of things that Black Flag did so well. So it's almost like they're harping back to that. So I don't know if they would want to, like, uh, you know, necessarily release something that's very similar uh, to this game. Uh, even though Black Flag is amazing. Um, I don't know if they would want to have it that similar. Maybe they would, though. Uh, and this is actually the Black Flag team that's uh, leading this development. The same team that led development on Origins as well. Yes, yeah. Um, so this is like their main A team or whatever. I love I love this team because uh, Ashraf Ismail from uh, Ubisoft uh, Montreal. I love when he talks. Like he he loves Assassin's Creed and he's he's the game director. So. Super, super cool that they're uh, they're back on it. Uh, a few more things. They've announced uh, hunting, fishing, dice games, and drinking games. So that's kind of cool. Like some side side games. It kind of reminds me of like Witcher's uh, side games they have. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I never really got into the games that sometimes they have. But obviously hunting, specifically in the last two games, was so meaningful. Um, and almost stressful, too, uh, because you needed that to essentially upgrade your weapons or your armor and that stuff. Like, I remember the first time fighting a hippo in Origins, and yep. let's just say that was a mistake at that point in my game, because <laughs> <laughs> those things wreck the hell out of you. Yes, they do. They get pissed off real quick. Yeah, uh, and then you see, like, six more come out from a pack, and you're like, oh, great, I'm yeah. not going to survive this. Yeah. And the the funny thing is the crocodiles in the last game. I don't think they were that you know scary. I don't know. Maybe I'm no, crazy. not comparison to Origins. Origins, yeah. you really felt like it was an origin because you felt in the beginning so underprepared yeah. for the journey ahead of you. Where at least in Odyssey, you felt more more akin to your uh, combat. Yeah, true. Um, couple more things traditional norse flighting competitions which is apparently they described this as viking rap battles apparently they did this back in the day um yeah i saw i saw that on there <laughs> yeah it's something apparently warriors did before battle but not technically in a musical way they just uh supposedly took turns insulting each other so that's kind of funny um that'll be interesting. who knows that could be a could be a gameplay mechanic because as we saw with um odyssey your choices can affect the rest of the game remember one of your first big choices yes. uh, was about the plague on the island and yeah. you either chose something that you thought was right which was wrong or you mm -hmm. chose something that was wrong but was right and if right. you chose the right thing to do you couldn't go back on that island i think until almost the end of the game yeah yep yeah, so who knows? Maybe that some aspect of that's still going to be coming in. Yeah, that that would be interesting. I'd love to see that. Um, they also said dual wield almost any weapon. So dual wield hidden blades are back. Yes, please. Yeah, that was the coolest part of that trailer, man. Knowing that you have the hidden blade, and hopefully yeah. from the get go, but yeah. at least it has been front and center. Yes, agreed. 
I, I miss that that thing, especially the dual hidden blades because that hasn't yeah. been in the game for a long time. Um, Since I want to say uh, Revelations, maybe you might be right. I don't remember Syndicate. I don't. I don't think Syndicate at Unity might have had it. Um, I'm trying to remember. That's one of the ones that I least remember. So yeah. it's, it's tough to remember on that. Yeah. But anyways, it's been a long time since we've had that. Um, they also said, lastly, that they're uh, they're using extra effort on enemy variety. So that's really good to see as well. Because, like, obviously, you know, when you play, like, Assassin's Creed 2 and Revelations and stuff like that, it, you fight these ongoing guards that they, the tactics against them don't really change too much. Like, you had the big brutish guard and then the little guard, and that was basically your variety of enemies so that it definitely sounds like they're trying to focus on giving you more variety in that regard, which is yeah. super cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, all in all, I, I just am uber excited. Um, obviously this is, they have not mentioned if it's going to technically be a PS4 um, and Xbox one, but in reality, that doesn't matter as we've talked about. They did actually. Um, they oh, they did? Okay, cool. Maybe yeah. I missed that then. It's, My apologies. It is coming to Xbox One, Xbox... Uh, or X, I almost said Xbox 360. Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PC, and Stadia. Oh, good. I'll definitely get it on Stadia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is the perfect game to play on Stadia. I can't imagine any reason why someone would want to play a single-player game on a freaking online-connected platform. Why? I don't don't know. Google, you got a lot of work to do, guys. (laughs) All right, uh, anything else about the game? Um, no, I'm sure we're going to have way more impressions next week. This is obviously just a reaction to the trailer itself. Yeah. Um, and being officially announced, not Ragnarok or anything like that. Um, hopefully if you want to study up on your Norse mythology, I suggest playing God of War for the PS4. True. Um, even though obviously it's not as accurate, but it'll at least make people know that Thor is not a good person. No, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're cool with it next week, we can record on Thursday. That way we can see all the trailer announcements from Series X, and then we can talk about, obviously, Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be one of those games, but all of those games that uh, we get to see finally on next gen and see what that looks like. Yeah, I'm golden to make that the date. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I think that's it, guys. Uh, thank you, guys, everyone watching. Uh, I really appreciate everyone coming out. Roro, thank you for communicating in the chat. Uh, remember, you guys, if you're listening on uh, podcast audio, you can always join us every week on YouTube. Uh, it's usually Wednesdays, but this week we had to do Thursday, and it sounds like next week we'll do Thursday as well for uh, the Series X uh, event. So really appreciate you guys coming out. Great show. Thanks, Roro. Appreciate you coming out again. Uh, just, you know, make sure you guys check out our podcast. We really appreciate it. We're on every single podcast platform imaginable. And that's it. Much love and keep on gaming. Deuces.